up everybody welcome to another episode of lem me no i'm your host angel lem today i'm singing with davina ferreira she's a writer and poet and the ceo of alegria magazine alegria is a community that connects inspires and highlights the beauty the lineage and the thousands of years of positive contributions to this planet of by artists and leaders of color no matter where your ancestry hails from alegria embraces and promotes and highlights the unique contributions of the Latinx experience. Alegria is a print and digital multimedia company within the Latinx space, which elevates the collective consciousness of its audience by creating and nourishing its members and teaching the Alegria way of life, the richness of the Latinx Alegria experience in the US and the world abroad in, in a bilingual format because love tastes better in a different language. So today I'm sitting with Davina. Like I said, she's the CEO of Alegria Magazine. And you guys have heard me mention Alegria in the past. Um, Cynthia and Alejandra were actually featured. They have two of their poems featured on the Latinx Poetry Project brought to you by Alegria Magazine. I wanted to bring Davina since she's the CEO. She's the person that's in charge. And I wanted to for you guys to see who she is to hear a little bit about her that way you guys could hopefully support not only alegria magazine but the people that she features on her magazines and her other projects with that said make sure you grab the latinx poetry project two dollars from the publication will be donated to no no you without us um it helps feed families that um from immigrant work uh, from yeah immigrant workers that might not be able to take advantage of the resources, especially right now with this whole COVID-19 epidemic that we're living in. Um, just if you guys have a couple of dollars that you guys can spare, I suggest you go donate them because at the end of the day, poetry is love, you know, and why not have a little love in your life? Um, yeah, so on this episode, we're going to get to know Davina. We're going to know why she decided to come up with this book and just uh, some little fun things here and there. And also, she does have a mobile library coming soon. Obviously, we can't take advantage of it because of this COVID-19, but make sure you add her on Instagram at Davi F. Alegria. So it's Davi. So all together is Davi Falagria. Make sure you support all the Latinx people that she's featuring on this book. And she also has a couple books that you know I feel you guys could benefit from. So go out there at her, go get the book, do everything you gotta do, but make sure you go support the Latinx people. Alright guys, so I'm gonna leave you guys and hopefully you guys are having a good day. Enjoy this episode. Quisiera que me hablaras cuando 
zapacón de besos escondidos y prender el alba, prender el alba. y pasar la noche y salir contigo disfrazado de horizonte Yo quisiera tantas cosas más quisiera quisiera quisiera, quisiera everybody welcome back so hopefully you guys enjoy that song so like i mentioned on the intro today i'm sitting with davina ferreira she's the publisher of alegria magazine if you guys have been seeing me um, promote the latinx poetry project you saw cynthia and alejandra were were featured there that's thanks thanks to um davina right here so um before we start you know with my my whole questioning my whole interrogation I'd like to know, how's your how's your quarantine? How are you holding up in quarantine? First of all, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome that you are doing this yourself because we need more Latinx creators and media. So um, thank you so much for having me and for doing this. As far as how I'm holding up, <laughs> you know, on the same boat. I think we're all, uh, regardless of the circumstances, you know, some this pandemic got us maybe a little in a better situation. Some are suffering a little more, but you know, mentally it's, it's quite tough for all of us. And, but I am of course controlling the only thing I can, which is my attitude. And I think um, that's how I'm holding up, right? Being yeah. good to myself and, and just, just not being too hard on myself, right? Mm -hmm. This time is we gotta just, try to get through it however we can so like well, what are you doing to like keep your sanity i guess i i know you, you, you earlier when we we're talking you, you told me you're a writer so first of all like what type of writing do you do uh i love creative writing so that can be anything from short stories to poetry i'm doing a lot of poetry uh in the last year um because i've enrolling this incredible class this through this nonprofit called community literature initiative which i recommend for people and there is an incredible community of poets of color uh, from all different backgrounds so i've been really into that we're like actually i'm producing my own poetry book um, coming out soon so um that has kept me busy even though i haven't 
like since the quarantine started i mean i've written my own stuff but i've actually been more i think to answer the other part of your question what has kept me really going it's the joy of producing this latinx poetry project because I mean, I know the book says more than 45 Latinx poets, but it's actually close to 60. We just didn't have the final number when we had to uh, take all the promotional stuff. So yeah, so imagine that really has kept me so motivated because like you said, unfortunately, we are so underrepresented as writers of color and we just don't have the the platforms and just the editorial um traditional publishing houses really are just beginning hopefully to sort of caught up to the incredible talent and potential that we have in our community so i'm really like sort of pump up about this book and the response have been incredible so thanks to people like you thank you so much because you are you were one of the first ones to purchase the book and thank you I, i'm really grateful for that yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I have to support, you know, if I, if I see somebody that's doing something good out in the world, I have to make sure like to support and share it because like I said, I, um, Cynthia, I've known her for such a long time and for you to be able to publish her work, um, I'm super proud of her. And like you doing this was kind of like me, like me telling her like, see, like I'm not the only one that agrees like that your stuff is good. Like it's good enough to publish. I think the world will, will, will really love that book. And the same thing with Alejandra, she she just started writing. Like I'm sure this, this is just like a boost for their self-esteem and for their writing, you know, hopefully they continue on that path, but you know, we're here for you. So um, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, to keep it short, because you know, like all the people that come to this country, you know, from somewhere else, we all have incredible stories and like three movies <laughs> of yeah. storytelling right but i'll keep it short and my parents are colombian i grew up in medellin in the 1990s which as you're familiar with some of the famous series about this time like narcos you know unfortunately i was living there during that time so um now that i'm older i'm sort of like i look back and i'm like wow i literally was living through such a crazy violent time where like you would be coming from school and it was like a, you know, it was normal to hear like the car bombs, you know, every day and like these sort of things and trauma that you carry, but like somehow at the moment you, you were able to just deal with it, right? And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I lived there during that time. So, but I was very fortunate in that there was a time where my father and my mother were living in Miami because my dad was privileged enough to be studying there and I was born there. So that was sort of the game changer for me and where I guess I've been, of course, a lot more privileged because even though I grew up in Colombia until I was 17 and I did not speak English and all of that, when I went in Colombia, things got hard both in the country and also in my family. Um, I knew I had this passport, this blue passport and it had like my baby photo in it. and but I went to the embassy and of course I was a citizen and that definitely opened a whole new world to me and I came in 1997 I, I stayed with an aunt who was gracious enough to let me stay with her for the first eight months so I started English I, I, I worked at a swami um, she sort of you know taught me that work ethic from that we are, you know, it's, it's new, like in Colombia, the culture is different, you know, like you're, when you're young, you're supposed to just go to school and, but here, you know, you have to go to school, work and everything. So it was still, even though, like I say, I, I am aware more now than ever of, of that privilege of having that passport in the sense of the emotional um, hardship and the culture shock and everything I lived being a young adult, you know, in a new country, uh, it was really tough, you know, like um, I didn't speak the language. I had to hold sort of the jobs that we all have to hold, you know, like at the beginning, very poorly paid. And but I was lucky to get like, of course, financial aid because my my dream was to go to college. And thanks to, you know, financial aid, I was able to to do that, right? So my life for many years was riding a bike, 
working at restaurants and uh, going to community college until I was able to go to a four-year university. And of course, that took many years, but um, but I did it, you know, and, and I've always said that education has been that lifesaver for me. And that's why I'm so involved in, with anything related to education, because it's such a way to get ahead in life. And ever since, you know, it's been, you know, from taking that bus in LA for many years on public transportation, to studying more, always learning. And, and finally, when my lucky break uh, happened in 2012 when Alegria um, was founded then you know of course I had like 10 or more years of, of paying my dues so that's pretty much a little overview of my story how is yes. it leaving home like the, your parents you said you you came by yourself and you living with the aunt right so- and then I was on my own at um, eight months later so wow. imagine yeah. yeah, ever since I'm 18, I, I've been on my own. And and when I'm saying that, I mean, it's like, if I didn't work, I didn't pay my rent. You know, I didn't really have any help from abroad or anything. So you can't imagine everything, <laughs> all the stories and everything I went through uh, as a young adult by myself in the U.S. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I came here when I was nine and like not knowing the language either. Like, I was I was born here and it was, I was raised in TJ and pretty much the same thing happened like one day i can't i thought i was coming on vacation the next day i I was living here so i didn't know anything i didn't know anyone but yeah i could kind of like obviously i can't fully um like connect like like yeah i mean i could only imagine i was nine and i was lost like you're you're 17 and you're considered an adult pretty much and you have to figure out where you're gonna live what you're gonna do yeah no totally totally like when I look back, I'm like, wow, I wouldn't do that again. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. of course, now I'm so proud that I was like, wow, like, first of all, God definitely was watching over me all these years. And secondly, like, wow, I was so strong to be able to put up with, like, all this stuff. Like, you know, like, this city is sort of like a huge monster, right? And to be able to navigate it, you know, um, yeah, wow. I can't so, believe it. <laughs> so you were living in, in, in Colombia. So you were born in Miami, then lived in Colombia, then came from Colombia here or to Miami? Yes. Uh, no, oh. to to California, to Orange oh. County. That's where my aunt was living, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, that's crazy. That's I, mean, I commend you. You've done so much. And from, <laughs> from again, like such a young age. That's good. That's good. So, I mean, you mentioned Alegria. Like, that's pretty yes. much your baby. You like that's how you're paying your dues. So yes. tell me a little bit about Alegria, or tell me as much as you want, not a little. Yes. Bit. <laughs> um, so like I said, you know, I've always uh, through you know going to college, I always had like of course my job, right? Like mm-hmm. any job, like mostly I worked in restaurants as a hostess, as a cashier, um, also as a receptionist at like hotels and beauty salons. That's sort of like my go-to, right? in between my school um, and all my classes and all that stuff. So, so yeah, I, I was one, it was doing one of those um, jobs and, you know, I was working my regular shift as a receptionist at a salon in Beverly Hills. And one of these regular clients, um, she knew about me. I think we were running to each other at a media event. It was like when I was starting because I, I first studied theater at UC Irvine, and then I studied Spanish journalism at UCLA. And and she's probably, I started interning for small like publications. And she's probably seen me in one of those like events, interviewing people, but she knew, you know, I had my job as a receptionist. And she was very kind to always be asking about like, what are you doing now? Or like my crazy projects. And I had this idea, you know, I already had it like laid out and the whole thing. I had this idea to create a bilingual magazine that uh, really pro- portrays Latinas and Latinos, Latinx, in in a positive light, right? Because as you know, here, this whole perception of who we are, it's totally distorted. And having the, the blessing of, of, of course, coming from Colombia, like, I've, like, I'm so aware of all the richness of our culture and also, um, being so blessed when I was studying at UCI, I got a chance to 
studying Mexico City for a semester and my love for Mexico and like just the richness of our cultures and I'm like it's crazy that here I find that people see us as like second-class citizens right and I was just like so motivated to like no you're completely wrong let me educate you let me show you where we come from and like what we're about so I really wanted to create a media that was beautiful in every way so of course <laughs> ignorance is bliss and I didn't so much about publishing at the time so like I chose like I wanted the magazine to be like a high-end magazine like 10 by 12 which is like a really like expensive size with like the like the most like luxurious like hardcover materials and you know really high quality because it was sort of like part of the whole message like we deserve to have this type of publications like not only like cheapy you know things that you think we deserve that like for me it was sort of like a, it's always been an statement like listen this is art this is culture right yeah. uh so so of course I didn't know how much was going to be my printer of course <laughs> and, and, and the problems it was going to bring me keeping it this price and this size especially because this is a very special size um so you know uh, I told her about this and she's an artist herself so she was like I didn't really know what she did at the time and it ended up that she was the head of, of an, like a huge brand um, and she was doing the Hispanic marketing and the strategy for that brand and um, like a month later we had like a conference call with her team um, they got like all my materials my idea and it was really perfect timing I say it was like divine timing uh, I was prepared but God definitely was like it's time for this girl that's why you <laughs> got the I name mean, right yeah so um so yeah and the brand was lexus usa and lexus launched the publication with with a contract for many years uh, and that was really think of it like my startup capital and of course you know a brand like that has so much you know marketing dollars and you know it, it just really gave me that that really nice start um so it's, it was really a special sort of circumstance how everything started and from there I just boom this is my chance I have to just go with it right even though I I was more always sort of like the creative behind it um, as far as the vision but there were so many things I didn't know about right I've never owned a business um, just I never sell sold advertising <laughs> uh, but you know I sort of like wow this is my one chance and I'm gonna run with it and um, that's what I did and it's been eight years ever since and so like doing this magazine so like what's that like uh, that piece of knowledge that you, you ch shares the most from like the, the whole journey from publishing and then marketing like what was that 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 thing like man like like it, that, that this made me grow so much question. yeah that's that's everything I, I always say that owning a business it will teach you not only so much about really doing it and what it takes and the sacrifices but it will sort of propel you and your personal growth like exponentially uh, because you are faced with so many challenges and also of course the reward is equally incredible um, and the impact so I would say I mean I, I've learned once again how resilient I can be and and it's definitely entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart and I, I feel that when I talk to younger people that want to create businesses and ventures right now we I totally get it we are sort of like an instant gratification sort of society so it's tough to be able to put on like the work for so many years because we want everything now and for people that have known me only through like Alegria, I mean, they don't know, like let's say my close friends and family, like they know, right? Everything I did before to get to that place. And they also know that, you know, I talk in like one of my books that, you know, that first year, even though I had that contract, I 
that wasn't enough to produce everything and you know all the copies and the printer and the expenses so I had to be literally sleeping on a couch um, that I rented from a friend that needed help with you know with money for rent because he's also an artist so literally I slept on a couch had my computer work from the computer a like McDonald's one dollar chicken sandwiches distribute magazines with an overheated car I had the the water bottle in the car and like literally we're talking about 20,000 at the time we were distributing 20,000 magazines wow. uh, per season that's so many magazines yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, you know, stopping in like whenever it got overheated, I would just stop with the water, you know, let it cool, the whole thing, and then boom, wow. every day was like a different neighborhood, right? Um, yeah. So those are the the behind the scenes that I always tell entrepreneurs that that you have to be willing to face before you see the success, and it's tough because it's not all of us are willing to go through all this stuff, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I something that. I think has been the biggest lesson as I look back is that because it is, you know, entrepreneurship has so many ups and downs. I think the most important thing is to, for your business or your vision to have purpose, because that's really what's going to keep you motivated to go through all this stuff and the why, right? So I think if I didn't have a, a very strong why, a very passionate why about why this was important for me to to for the for my culture and why you know this really was an incredible thing in my heart to show people that what the latinx experience and culture is about in a positive light with like inspiring stories that otherwise we we didn't get to see um then i probably given up long time ago because you know it's 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 tough <laughs> yeah 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 what was the thing you were focusing on the most like what was the end goal for you like that you wanted to accomplish through your magazine it, the same one that when i started that was to really uplift and educate people about who we are and hopefully just really create awareness about the incredible talent and culture and creators that we have in the latinx culture and get more respect for our community um as far as an end goal um it's always been i don't know i'm just hyper focused like literally like i've been in times where like i've you know i've been through going through horrible anxiety or you know heartbreak and like it's funny when i look back and <laughs> look at all the additions and everything that has happened with the company because like you have to put in there you know a pile of personal experiences right like literally i went through like three heartbreaks wow. <laughs> moves being broke being abundant getting money losing it um you know like there's so many things that that going to that's what i said is the best school um but the, the vision and the mission has always been the same if anything is just grown um like you know like you mentioned you know now is like creating it's become more than the magazine it's become you know of course a media company now with everything in digital and but most importantly you know this new alegria and publishing division which it's it's really just basically my motivation and my passion was 100% now it's like 300% just because it, there is such a need as such a gap in in just how unrepresented we are how how people disregard um in just m- mainstream our stories and and I'm just so lucky to come across so much talent that is like wow if I've been so fortunate to be where I am right now it's obviously thanks to the community the latinx community and I feel like it's my way of also giving back and for me social entrepreneurship is literally at the core of everything I do um because of course this is my passion and of course it's a business but at the same time it's like it's giving so much that gives me so much joy you know alegria in everything that I do like was this po- the Latinx poetry project was this a way for you to give back to those that are pretty much like are in the starting level where they're trying to work to this like to like their goal but they just need that little push 
Yes, and also because I myself, you know, I've been uh, I've been having this whole awakening myself. Like I self-published two books, um, one many years ago, like ten years ago. The other one maybe like a couple years ago, and now I'm ready to do my all-in like poetry book. And I've always published independently, but you know, I got so caught up, of course, in in the magazine, right? Like you know, directing and leading my business that. At a personal level, I sort of, you know, put aside in a way my true dream, which if you ask my mother, ever since I was a teenager, you know, it was poetry and writing. And, um, you know, I never thought myself like, wow, poet, you know, you cannot make a living, you know, being a poet. Um, So it's like, you gotta work and do whatever you have to do to, you know, survive and help your family. You know, I just didn't have the luxury, right? Like, oh, poet, like, yeah, whatever, forget about it. You're, nobody can live from, like make a living from being a poet, but, but then you find inspiration of like other women of color, like, you know, I'm currently obsessed with like Rupi Kaur. She's an Indian Canadian poet that um, just her story is incredible. And it really empowerment to empower me to see that there are like so many poets out there now. And like, it's, there's this whole movement of like Insta poetry and, and people really caring about these like lost art. So I just thought, wow, that's incredible. It's sort of like a full circle. Um, so basically because myself, I started sort of like bringing back that love of poetry that I always had, but just, I just like left aside because you know, life happens and truly you can never see yourself pursuing it, you know, as a career, then I was like, put it aside and now I was like wow like I want to take people on this journey with me because I'm also you know I'm, I'm an independent writer but I'm also sort of like learning more about traditional publishing and why we're so like underrepresented I'm like I want to take people on this journey with me because um, I'm actually just starting I believe um, as my own you know like producer of my work and my writing um, because I, I'm mostly, most people know me as like an entrepreneur and the creator of Alegria, but now it's like, wow, this is the time where I can really, you know, take people on this journey with me as I myself also experience it. So yeah, I, I started, the more I started sharing my work and creative writing seminars, I just started finding this whole community that I didn't know existed. I was like, what? Where, like, why wasn't I doing this like 10 years ago, right? But, yeah. but I think, the timing is when it's supposed to happen and yeah that's what happened I started connecting with so many you know incredible Latinx writers and I said like wow I didn't know this even existed so uh, we created a contest through Allegoria magazine and to be honest I put it out there and I'm like whatever who's gonna care about poetry like I'm crazy (laughs) and I was like what I was like I couldn't believe it we got like over 150 submissions and mostly everyone that submitted really got in the book the only people that didn't make it was maybe because we want to take it to schools and stuff like that maybe if the language wasn't really good for schools or young people I had to probably leave it out for this one not because it was bad poetry but just because of the purpose of it and um but yeah it was overwhelmed like I was like crying I was like what I was like this is powerful and I just didn't know it was out there right like we're just like we think we're just like these weird creatures you know that that like poetry but no there's this whole world out there and it's just it's been like so amazing to see for the contest uh sake I just thought you know put a team so people feel like you know they can't get inspired by something right Otherwise, it would be like too broad and they wouldn't know what to write. So I said, uh, themes you can submit with like immigration, uh, social justice or feminism and in the Latinx community and just people sent whatever they felt they wanted to write on those, share on those subject matters. And wow, it's powerful. I tell you, I was actually reading, um, you know, I have, you know, the book here is starting to get shipped because, you know, the whole COVID thing. And I was reading it with, with my husband. And I mean, this book, and I'm so glad I'm talking about it here <laughs> before people get it. Um, this book is, it's not, I mean, I will be doing contests where it's more light, like 
let's write love poetry, you know, which I think is beautiful too. But this one, let me tell you, this one is in your face just because it's truth, you know? And the truth that our community goes through, like get ready for the Kleenex people because, <laughs> wow, like it's, it's not light. I'll tell you that. I mean, just experiences of undocumented families and the experiences that, you know, people are going through right now in America. And, and you would think, wow, this is not what you think of America, but this is it. And, and it can be heavy, but it's truth. And how beautiful to be able to, to bring this like truth to the world through poetry. I think it's beautiful. So yeah, it's, it's not lo like light. I'll tell you that. Get the Kleenex out. <laughs> well, I bought three, so hopefully I'm not dehydrated by the time I finish reading them. <laughs> you know, that's a lot. Well, but yeah, so I'm planning, I'm actually like for the listeners, I'm, I'm planning to give away three books, one for every person that had, that's been featured and connected to this project. Because like the more people that get their hands on, on this book and get the eyes and read them, I, I feel like you're going to get more people to do poetry. It's going to inspire them. And like, yes. like I said, like Cynthia, like she's, she's been my friend since high school, I mean, uh, middle school. And Alejandro, we just met, but like their their stuff is so powerful. And if and if that's just like like a, like one percent or even half a percentage of the amount of like the the work that you featured, then yeah, I, I suggest people like you guys start going to the grocery store down, putting a request to get those Kleenex because you are gonna need. Them. <laughs> gonna are they even Kleenex? We're out of toilet paper in quarantine, so whatever. Get yeah. your get car socks. and pride. Get some socks, whatever. So like your pillowcases, take them out and yeah, be prepared to ring them out. So, um, so I, you also on top of that, you you mentioned one of your books, like um, it, it's finding your alegria, right? So yes. can you tell us a little bit about that book? Yeah. So like I said, you know, I self-published exactly for the same reason. Um, my two first books because you know, just it's, it's so tough to get published traditionally. And I quite honestly always been sort of the pe person, as you can probably tell by now, that sort of like, oh, there's no opportunities for us. Guess what? I'll just gonna do it myself and create it. So I, I didn't even at the time even like send letters to agents or anything like that. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it. And um, the first one, it's Take Me With You, a collection of short stories and poems of love, and it's it's bilingual. It's I toured it for like Poetry Month in schools and and it's fiction, which I. Really Really love and then the second one is more like it's a book but I would call it more like a workbook and mental health awareness book in English and Spanish super short and easy to digest you probably read it in one sitting quickly <laughs> um, because it's sort of like a taste of my story even though it's not like a full memoir but I really wanted to create this book for our community that like like I mentioned to you, maybe they knew me through like the success of Alegria, but they really didn't know my story and every, everything I've been through, especially when it comes to like mental health awareness. And um, I really wanted to make people know that even though we're now talking more about mental health and the stigma is slowly, you know, sort of like um, being removed um, in our Latinx community, you know, this is a, a topic that at least for me growing up when I first experienced like panic attacks and all that stuff when I was like 19, when I first came to the US, I didn't know what was happening to me. Like I thought I was going crazy. I didn't know where to go. Like it was just so scary, right? And I really wanted to people that, you know, to bring this message for people that maybe are going through anxiety or depression to know that there's hope that I was able to to accomplish great things in my life, regardless of, you know, suffering from anxiety. And I also talk about addiction um, in families, right? In Latinx families, alcoholism, drug addiction, and um, sort of like removing ourselves from our family story, because sometimes we have all these like heavy family history that we think we have to sort of like, we're not free to live our own story and break free of all those chains right that that we bring from families sometimes so it was really more like an inspirational account for people to 
to inspire them to to pursue their dreams regardless of their circumstances so that was what that one was about man i love those themes especially the mental health one like yeah, yeah like as latinos uh, or latinx like people of color like that are like my like like my parents and my grandparents like that's not something that they necessarily believe in or something that they want to participate and like for you to be able to put these things and like out there into the world and hopefully like people that have a this like that don't believe in this maybe it changes their mind about like certain topics or issues or especially like of mental health because like i think mental health like those issues get passed down passed down from generations to generations so Hopefully, like you're you're somehow breaking that, so people could re- like reassess or like think about the issues. Like you know what, like this is something we should be talking about. That like these issues should be like dealt with. So the next generation, yeah. like it shouldn't like they shouldn't put up with this. Yeah, and also sort of like breaking the the stigma. Not like if you are feeling this today or you've suffered um, any mental health issue in the past like sort of like i was so ashamed of it for many years it was sort of like that dirty secret right like like i had anxiety or this and i feel that that's i just don't want young people to have to go through that because anyone with a quick google can really search for the numbers of people um, just in the u.s suffering from anything from anxiety depression and it's like millions and millions so you're not like like the only one and I think that's what was so powerful about writing this book that the moment I sort of wrote it sort of like a healing tool even for myself like people started DM like sending me messages or DMs talking about like oh my god my son is going through this so what I always also love to communicate is that maybe you are so fortunate that in this lifetime you won't suffer from any of these mental health issues but someone you love may and i think the more information we have to able to cope with how how do we help our loved ones when they experience like this because mostly if we see the numbers like if you don't suffer from it someone you love will or in your circle so i think having a really compassionate and open like informed spirit about this it's something that we all can definitely use well hopefully the listeners go out and, and find um can you repeat the name of the the books or, uh, uh, yes so i mean for you if it's something for like school and stuff like like short stories mm-hmm. um and poetry uh it's take me with you Uh, by Davina Ferreira and then the second one that is more of the mental health awareness one it's Finding My Alegria by Davina Ferreira and you can find it you know if you google it it comes through like different outlets Amazon all of that stuff I will people go look for the stuff but um make sure you get that Latinx um, Latinx poetry project so also it's okay if you want to get my book it's all good but I actually go for the Latinx poetry project I tell you this one is the jewel yeah and um a a portion of the the money that you you raise it's going to be donated to um know us without no no you without us right yes and a friend of a dear friend of mine that's super generous in the Latinx community she posted about this organization and what they're doing is they're they're giving groceries to undocumented families that work in back of the house like restaurants and service um jobs so they're doing a great job so yeah we're donating from each book uh, book you purchase we're doing two dollars um so far we like already served like 10 families so thanks to you like 10 families are eating um so that's that's pretty cool i mean hopefully the more we can do i think they just posted you can go to their account also and donate directly uh no ask without you and i think they just posted like the need is pretty great so i think they're helping like 70 more families this week so definitely check them out yeah so grab the book and on top of that make sure you go donate especially like right now um people are there are the jobs and you know you gotta think about those less fortunate than you like if you right now you're going to work you could put two dollars aside or like a couple dollars five six like that value meal that you're gonna buy at mcdonald's put that money and hopefully donate it into like 
So to to them to know 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 you without us. So yes. Um. So I just want to say thank you, Davina. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking a little time off your day and talking to me. And hopefully, um, the listeners go grab your book. So won't you tell them where they could find you, your book, uh, your all your information? Yes. Um, the book. The easiest way right now is through our own platform, and the, that is. Alegria Magazine, Alegria in Spanish with one L. Um, Alegria means joy, so you can check that that word if, if you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Alegria, Alegria Magazine. There is a link on the bio and also on Instagram shop, so you see it right there. And um, and then my personal account, if you wanna also connect, is Davi F Alegria. That's D A V S in Victor I F. Alegria. So we can connect there. And uh, before we finish, I, I I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I I, I think you'll enjoy it and your listeners. Um, I would love to invite you once you know this whole quarantine finishes. Um, I also uh, created this um, mobile bookstore okay. that goes around different neighborhoods in Los Angeles, and it's really bright and fun. And you take photos inside of it. Um, and it's sort of like merging, you know, the nostalgia and the love for Latinx authors and books mm-hmm. and also technology because people do like the Instagram and the photo and, and we share, you know, the message of, of the beauty of our authors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely check that out. You can also check it through our account, Alegria Magazine, and check, uh, we're going to be launching the virtual bookshop, bookstore, where you're going to be able to shop all different uh, Latinx authors. Cool. So, right now that everybody's locked down, so get some reading done. Ale, ale. Get some reading done. <laughs> and if you have kids right there, that's a perfect spot. You know, I know they're doing yes. everything to Zoom, but instead of that hour on the iPad, go to that that virtual library and pick a book. And hopefully, you guys could bond bond over like author. So, like I said, yes. thank, thank you, Davina. Thank you for being here again. I appreciate um, everything you're doing for for us over here the, the the little guys the people that are trying to succeed and that have a dream and you're just providing that opportunity for them to just you not know, take it and and run with it so just like like you did pretty much no thank you so much uh for this opportunity and however we can support uh, uh support you let us know uh we'll definitely post this episode and thank you so much uh for everything you're doing yeah yeah so um make sure you go at her and Give a round of applause. So hopefully, um, once this quarantine is done, hopefully you could come and we could dive in a little deeper. I know um, I wasn't able to go as deep as I, I usually like to, but because of time constrictions, because of Zoom, um, because I only have a certain amount of time to record. But I'll have you definitely, if you're willing to come, I'll, I'll, you have an open door invitation. So hopefully um, you take me up on it once this whole thing is done. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. All right. So um, I'm going to end this the video real quick and I'll talk to you again. Okay. Okay. All right, guys. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode with Davina and make sure you go at her at AlegriaMagazine.com. And also don't forget to grab your book of Latinx Poetry Project. There you could find it at Alegria.com. There's a link under her page. If you go to Alegria.com and also if you go to Davi F. Alegria. All right, guys. So make sure you go grab the books. Like I said, it's, they, they support not only the artist, not only her, but also no, no you without us. A little info about me. So you can find me at Let Me Know Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can send me a message at Let Me Know Pod on Gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. Also, you can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to music. I have shirts. I have hats. Only have the, only have the palette, the ghost paleta hats available now. Um, they're twenty dollars each, but you can get shirts at teespring.com. I have shirts, sweaters, t-shirts, whatever you need, it'll be right there. All right, and don't forget use the promo code Let Me Know Pod and you'll save twenty percent. But I suggest to message me telling me what you want and and um, I'll get it cheaper. I'll use it. I'll use my rate. Because honestly, I care more about you having it and sharing it and wearing it than the actual profit. But 
the profit comes you know the profit's good i'm not gonna lie um especially right now we're trying to hit a thousand dollars i'm trying to save the podcast so if you guys have it in your hearts and if you guys are able to and if you guys you know want to i have a gofundme account there and i'm trying to collect a thousand dollars i'm trying to keep the show on going but unfortunately right now i haven't got my stimulus check so <laughs> so right now i was hoping maybe i could use some of that money but i haven't received it and may's just around the corner so i think as of right now we have 195 dollars that we've been able to collect the goal is a thousand so we're that much closer you know i was at zero for like a couple weeks and now we're at 195 so like i said if you guys have it in your hearts if you guys are able to i would really appreciate it. if not i totally understand you know times are hard right now and the podcast isn't a priority and but i just i do appreciate you guys being here and don't forget to add davina don't forget she does have a mobile library take advantage of that by by, you know sharing it with your kids taking them there getting some to read and grab the book the latinx poetry project make sure you grab yourself a book you're supporting cynthia you're supporting alejandra and you're supporting people that need you know that need the money to to eat you know they're, they're trying to help out some people here so so yeah i think i'm gonna leave you guys with that don't forget to leave on itunes don't don't forget to leave a review on itunes five stars please five stars that way i'm visible that way people once they read it once they see that i'm such high rated they'll be like you know what this is the podcast i should listen to next now it's for sure i just want to thank you guys for letting me be part of your day all right guys so next time i'll see ya bye has been brought to you by let me know podcast new episode every week available on all streaming platforms